Secrets from a Coach. Thrive and maximise your potential in the evolving workplace. Your weekly podcast with Debbie Green of Wishfish and Laura Thompson-Staveley of Phenomenal Training. Debs. Law, you all right? Yeah, I'm doing really good, thank you. Hey, guess what? What? This is episode 88. <laughs> For all you bingo lovers out there. For all you bingo it's lovers. It's Wills and Kate. <laughs> it's Wills and Kate. So where we were wanting to say, two fat ladies, 88. <laughs> Actually, that's, uh, no. We no. can't do that anymore. No. Avocado on no. a plate. I think that's now the new one for 88. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Which leads us on to why this podcast, uh, why we put it together in the first place, it's to help yes. us thrive and maximise our potential in this ever-evolving world of work. So um, here we are now, Debs, as the uh, the waves of transformational change rumble on. What are you picking up this week? Um, what's uh, what, what are you kind of overhearing and what's the vibe you're getting? I was on a train on Monday travelling into London, Law, and I was overhearing a conversation, listening in, um, because it was they were so animated, these couple that got on the train. And, and she was talking about her work. I assumed she was in quite a high-pressure job with lots of stuff that she has to be responsible for. Um, And she was saying that if she has to do brain work, as she calls it, she'd much prefer to do it at home than in the office. Because if she's having to do brain work in the office, she gets really stressed by it and looks for all the obstacles that come her way and doesn't know how to overcome them. Yet if she's at home, she can actually bang through the work, as she said, in half of the time because she's having to do the brain work um, at home, peace and quiet, no obstacles, no nothing. Her energy is high and um, she can get her work done. So she finds that being in the office doing real high-pressured stuff, um, what she was saying to the other person on the train, um, causes her lots of stress and anxiety and, and keeps her awake at night. So I was it was I was really tempted to sort of go, and how are you going to help yourself with that? But I didn't. I didn't coach her. <laughs> but she was right for coaching. <laughs> but it, it just made me think about how we how our energy is impacted by what we're doing and whether we're in the office or whether we are at home, what what difference is are out there and what are the obstacles that people are being faced with? Yeah. Um, it, it's interesting, isn't it? Because each each kind of episode that we've kind of recorded and, uh, you know, we've got a few under our belt now, so it's coming up to our two-year anniversary. You know, we can sort of see it. Each month you sort of think, right, uh, you know, of course, a particularly, you know, lots of change, lots of transformation. Yes. And it is still continuing to surprise me, Debs, how, if anything, this year mm. is almost even more of a challenge, I think, for many people than maybe when the pandemic first kicked off, you know, in yes. 2020 and 2021. And it's been quite surprising how um, certainly some of the team conversations that I've had the privilege of facilitating, lots of in-room stuff over the last couple of weeks, people yeah. are really desperate for that energy boost, for that yes. fun, and uh, to to kind of re- remind themselves of the reason why they're a team in the first place. And Yes. That kind of energy bit, that definitely seems to be, um, mm. you know, people are a bit at a low ebb at the moment. Yeah, I think you're right, um, actually, Law, because a lot of people have gone through so much and, you know, it's not taking that away from anybody, but you're right, they're expecting something to happen that's going to be different. But actually, I think people are finding it harder because they're having to slightly readjust and juggle what it is they're doing. Um, and therefore, there's so much going on in our life that, you know, we have to look after ourselves well. So it comes back to, you know, for, for us that want to re-energise or have the energy back, I think we need to really up our own self-care and think about what am I doing 
for myself that's going to help me and boost my energy so that I'm, you know, I do sleep as much as I can and sleep well. I'm eating healthily um, because people are like burning out at both ends, but they're not quite sure how at the moment, in some cases, to be able to create that harmony that's going to be good for them. So I think that bit says, you know, self-care isn't selfish. And I was talking to somebody about that today um, because they've gone through some quite traumatic events. um, And they were saying they wanted to spend time with themselves and they wanted to stop all the noise uh, and they just wanted to be at peace with themselves for a bit so they could sort of re-energise and reset themselves. And they called it, but that's a bit selfish. And I was saying it's definitely not selfish. Self-care is not selfish. Self-care is that ability to look after ourselves well so that we can continue to ebb and flow with whatever obstacles are coming our way because we're working at our optimum best as much as we can. So I think that self-care has to come into it and making sure that, you know, where our needs are being met, whatever that might mean for people, that that's so important to have that sense of, I suppose, that safety um, to making sure our needs are met. I think there's also, um, if they're not, then that just adds to the obstacles that we're putting in our way, really, like the frustration and the anger and the distress we might feel. So we need to make sure that we're nurturing ourselves well um, and we're paying attention and giving our life some meaning so that we're living um, in a compassionate way, um, which is going to be good for us, but also good for our energy and, and helps us be at our best, really. Yeah, and I wonder, I mean, I think what you say is just brilliant in terms of that sort of self-nurturing. And again, Mm. I I always sort of like to put the kind of current world, you know, the zeitgeist lens through it. So thinking, well, well, could could we have been saying this five, six years ago? Yes, we could have. Yes, yeah, we could. It was already becoming a trend, wasn't it, to think about this? Yes. But, Debs, I think that there's been such a huge shift in the geography of how we work that people are less watched than they were in terms of the load that you might be under. So there are very few of us who now have a continuous witness as to what you're up to and what you're under, you know, in terms of that workload each each kind of day. So um, there just might be less, uh, you know, neighbours kind of working with you, you know, compared to maybe previous times. Mm. So that um, call to action, as we call it, to be your own CEO. Yes. So to be your own chief energy officer. Because if your corporation and corporation, corpus, body, if your own body uh, to to enable you to do the work isn't okay, then nothing's going to be okay. So to to be your own corporation, your own body's CEO, chief energy officer, just then might help prioritise what might seem as, oh yeah, well, I'll I'll look after myself in summer (laughs) or I'll rest on Christmas Day <laughs> yeah. and actually well if you're the CEO and the former your, your whole reason for having a CEO in any organisation is to keep an eye on the bigger picture mm-hmm. and yeah. so that sort of call to action I think just links you know really beautifully with what you were saying about being your own CEO because you might be far less watched there might be less witnesses yes, to what you're, you're up to in your work life than ever before so yeah. much more self accountability I think is needed now to look mm. after yourself in, including saying yes and no to the things that are going to help yeah, definitely. And I think people are um, maybe not quite sure away as well with the boundaries as well, where they stand with that. Because one organisation I'm working with at the moment are saying, we still have a nine to five culture. So whilst we understand that people aren't commuting, um, but we still want them to be present at work, even though they're hybrid or virtual. So we still want them to be around and have their hours lunch 
So we don't want them thinking they can be flexible around the hours that they're working. And it's and the other organisations are saying, you know, be flexible. If you want to go out in the afternoon and, you know, take a moment to walk, then do that. Whereas others are starting to try and put some structure more boundaries around it that says, no, we need you to be present um, at, at your desk, if you like, through the nine till five core hours. So I think it's going to be interesting to see how that, works its way out over the next sort of six, 12 months or so as to how people then react to that. You know, are they going to invest more time and energy in being at work and feeling trapped in their own home? Or are they going to challenge that and say no to some of the things and the demands that they're being asked to do because it's not good for their mental health and well-being? And and I think that's going to be an interesting one to explore as it, as it unfolds a little bit more because some organisations are trying to put in that structure that says you have to work. Um, and I think that's a little bit short-sighted at times to go, mm, but we've changed, the world has changed. So, you know, if we're going to be our own CEO, how do we flex as well? How do we flex and adapt to what's going on around us so that we can be mindful, if you like, not mindful of stuff, but just mindfully present in the moment so that we can make light of what's going on but still produce but just not have the pressure I think because that's going to add to the angst and raise anxiety and take the energy away and drain us rather than fill us up with lovely stuff yeah we, we um both of us have uh, uh, uh one day after the other went into a brand new client that we've started working we did. with it such was brilliant an, such an amazing place <laughs> absolutely love it and we always keep things very anonymous and confidential but um you know it's uh, it's just an absolute joy to be involved in that yeah. particular um organization and the moment i walked into that office space deb's wasn't then, it cool oh and i just looked around <laughs> and went this is better than home isn't and, it and i asked the question you know how did the whole working from home thing kind of work and, and she was you know they were saying people were desperate to then come back in i mean yeah you know unless anyone has got a life-sized um, stormtrooper <laughs> <laughs> sitting at the desk whilst they're having a meeting brilliant you know? i mean not many of us have that at home you know I mean, no. it was just full of really inspiring yeah, fun stuff and so I, th- I think also because that particular organization has such a clear mission and purpose and yes. people want to work there because of you know what they sort of sort of stand for so it's almost like if you love what you do you love the people you're with you feel like you've got a real sense of connection to the ultimate purpose of what that organization is doing then this stuff almost sort of happens without really realising yeah. that. I think yes. there's just quite a lot of decision-making that people are making at the moment about, am I happy in what I'm doing? Yeah. Does what I do actually make a difference? Yeah, definitely. Am I comfortable with the balance that I've then got? But yeah. when you love what you do, you, the balance sort of happens naturally, doesn't it? Because Absolutely. Because you might yeah. be having the same types of conversations in your personal life as you are in your profession. Yeah, Definitely. And I think that's where you have that, um, I suppose, that mindfulness approach to what it is you're doing um, to create an inner and outer balance or harmony, as we always call it. Because I don't think we'll ever have a 50-50 balance. I don't think we've ever had a 50-50 balance for years, really. But it's even more relevant today. Whereas if we can create the harmony around that, so we have an inner and outer um, harmony to how we're being, I think can make a biggest difference. Because I think that if we can secure the energy around us 
in our surroundings, just like it was on, on you know, the client we went to. You know, if we can create um, that space that's got light and air and plants and, music. you know, it looks clean, music, Food. absolutely. Food, it just brightens everything. So it gives you, um, it renews your energy so you can be your better self. So I think, you know, looking at building an environment around you that's good for you, that does energise you, is so, so important, you know. And I think I was, uh, you know, Gillian, who, you know, I did all my coach training with, she's doing a retreat at the moment, she won't mind me saying. And I've been seeing the pictures that have been coming through. She's in Spain at her retreat that she runs, so a four or five-day retreat. And it just looks incredible. I, you can feel that calmness coming through the pictures that she's posting and and what an opportunity to definitely re-energize and overcome and take my time out to think about all the barriers we're putting in our own way um and i think it's things like that you know how do we nurture ourselves in our physical surroundings that make us feel better give us that boost of energy back so that we can be fully present and look for opportunities rather than look for the crappy stuff, really, and just sit and swim in all that stuff, which is not good for us, not good for our health. Yeah. Um, so, you know, we always like to focus on sort of practical stuff. I was uh, I, I was uh, re-looking at the book that personally I just think is the most amazing book in the world one of many I know but the obstacle is the way I oh, mean yes. countless times I've kind of uh, said oh yeah if ever there's a giveaway book at the end of a program that we've been running I, mean, I just think it's just brilliant and yeah. anyone I've recommended it to um you know as if they've needed something like that at the moment and sort of found it really useful so I was just going to whiz through the five key takeaways that I took yeah. from that in terms of what that means to keep energized through challenges mm-hmm. and uh, and I know you've got some cool stuff from a kind of a body point of view sort of yeah so um, a a lot of that book is around your your thinking process around when you uh, have obstacles you know whatever that may be and the first concept is what doesn't kill you makes you stronger yeah so obstacles actually there's an advantage from having to deal with adversity and there's a a phrase he uses from um, a former ceo uh, intel which is bad companies are destroyed by crisis good companies survive them great companies are improved by them. So if we're able to have that, um, hold our nerve with those obstacles, they might not be easy, they feel really uncomfortable, but the skills that you have to deploy to handle the obstacles could be your most valuable premium skills in the next years ahead. So so that can sometimes just reframe a really tough day and thinking, right, in two years' time, this would be the best interview answer. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Yeah. So that, you know, no one sort of says, you know, tell me about the easiest project you've worked on where everything went your way. Like no one asks those questions. (laughs) No one asks that, no. So that can just help fall asleep a bit easier if you're going through a bit of a turbulent time. You know, actually, this will make some great content, you know, in a couple of years' time. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah, the, the second perspective is actually nothing thing is either good or bad it's us that puts that sort of perception on it so actually all of those talents and skills that we might have mean nothing unless we have the grace and poise to be able to deploy them in that moment so panicking about stuff actually just stops all of that amazing talent that each and every one of us has to be able to put out so it's about just taking a breath and and viewing something with a bit of a neutral perspective yes Um, and then one of my favorite ones this idea of um Actually, there's a, a Latin phrase that, um, not that I know Latin from school. I'm <laughs> I'm just just blanked, that's just something you've never told book, me, Law. <laughs> Off yeah. the back of a crisp packet, is yeah, that where exactly. you've got that from? <laughs> yeah, uh, crispus saltus vinegarus. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 
So apparently there's this Latin phrase, which is um, under the comb, it is just a single strand of hair. So that huge knotty problem that you have, if you really boil it down to actually what are the bits of that problem, if you just hold it and review it, you can just make it simple and then see it for what it is. So sometimes setbacks grow arms and legs because it all feels like this huge big tangle. But actually under, if you comb it through, it's just looking at those bits piece by piece and it means we feel much more capable to be able to deal with stuff. Very true. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. And then the fourth kind of one is that if things feel too big to handle, just stop Mm -hmm. thinking. Yes, good idea. Yeah, go and do some squats, do some exercise. Yeah, change your state. Change your state. And uh, and then the fifth one then is is that actually the more obstacles you have, the more advantages you have. So the more um, you're able to practice dealing with obstacles. So let's say you're in a team meeting coming up and someone says, oh, who'd like to take the helm on this one? You're thinking, God, that's a nightmare project. Actually, (laughs) to put your hand up and go... Go on then. Um, trying that now just to test your sea legs. So mm-hmm. to almost actively look for opportunities to practice handling obstacles, even though every part of your body might be going, run away. But um, <laughs> actually, that's where our muscle kind of grows. So yeah. I just uh, every now and then I sort of dip into that book. And, uh, you know, for anyone that's going through a bit of a tough or arduous, strenuous point in their work life at the moment, um, that's just uh, five thoughts that must might help refresh yeah. your perspective. Yeah, and who, who's, the, who's the author of that one, Law? Ryan Holiday. That's right, yes. And he writes brilliantly. And he was the ex-marketing director for American Apparel. American Apparel? Oh, American, Apparel, yeah. Amer- American Apparel. Obviously, I'm a uh, <laughs> loyal customer. <laughs> just before we go for that business, Devs, just you need to tell me how to pronounce it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> yeah, but he's good. And I've, I've passed a few of his stuff on to people. He does the yes. Daily Stoic and he just writes brilliantly. I mean, he's a marketing guy, so he just nails it in terms of those kind of key mm. takeaway messages. But that book was based on the 2,000-year-old philosophy um, based on Marcus Aurelius 2,000 years ago, all his stuff about that Stoic stoicness, yes. which I think is just more relevant now in 2022 than maybe it was when it was first written. Yeah, probably was. And I and I like how that links in with the language, as you said, even though he's a marketing guy, so he writes exceptionally well around it. You know, the way we talk to ourselves can also increase or decrease our energy as well and lift us up or drag us down. So, you know, catching how we're talking um, is going to be really important, I think, as well. As you said, am I going to drain all that energy out of me because I'm saying I'm rubbish and I can't do it and I shouldn't do that project? Or am I going, no, actually, I'm going to, I am going to give it a go. You know, what's the worst that can happen, right? The Dr. Pepper moment, as we always call it. So it's being, I think, clear on your intention as well. So, in those types of meetings, if people are having meetings where everybody's going, don't ask me, I don't want to do it. It's that, what's your intent? So if you start off with a conversation around what's the point, um, you know, what do we want to achieve? Be really clear on what that is. Like start with the end in mind or begin with the end in mind, which is COVID's work, isn't it? Is if you're setting up a meeting or a conversation or anything like that, if you start with that, begin with the end in mind, then you're more likely to work towards it in a way that supports people and nurture and keeps people on track it it stops the negative language coming in or the the side conversations that you might see um it engages people because you are practicing what you preach really and enabling people to have the right intent to reach a conclusion or see an opportunity in everything because i you know i'm a big believer that whatever you're faced with 
there is always an opportunity that you can find but you have to really look at it. And the only way you can really see it, as you said, is to either take that different perspective of it or be completely present in the moment, take a breath, ground yourself back again and go, I've, I've got the gifts, the talents, the skills to be able to overcome this obstacle in a way that stays true to myself. And I think that's being present and mindful in the moment um, because it does reduce our stress and it does enhance our performance um, if we you know because we're giving insight and an awareness to what's going on for us because if we're observing our own mind in that moment we can increase our attention to it which then enables us to make more uh better decisions, more inf well-informed decisions rather than just run blindly into something. So that being present, I think, can really help uh, in the moment with your energy, but also being able to overcome whatever you may be faced with. Take that moment to pause before you run headfirst into it, I think is really important. Um, just as a sort of a, 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 as we round up to a kind of a call to action, mm. and you just got me thinking about a really powerful moment that happened in one of the sessions I was running this week. Yeah. And um, it was one of the people was, to, we, we seem to be working with quite a few organisations at the moment that are going through real massive transformational yeah, programmes. They They've yes. either been bought or they're merging or there's big shifts yeah. and going global or, or whatever. So there's lots of sort of stuff going on. And one of the guys was saying how he'd been through an equivalent of what this team was going to be going through mm. um, 10 years years ago and how actually he'd got a bit lost in in the in the in the midst yeah. of all of that and uh, he said that he now realizes that all of his self identity was wrapped up in his work yeah. so if his work persona was going through a bit of a challenging time he just felt really kind of lost and you know and uh, what he now knows is to, to, uh, if, if he's going through a bit of a kind of there's lots of stuff going on in in work at the moment is to make sure that he's got other stuff Mm. in his life other than just work so yeah, then really there's important. other stuff that keeps that identity and yes I, I am successful and I am doing the things I want to do and my life is heading in the right direction yeah I feel like I'm on purpose because it's not just work that yes. I've got on my kind of um, daily radar so yeah I just thought so that was important a, yeah I just thought it was a yeah. really poignant little kind of moment which would probably link to my share the secret Go on, which then. is if you're thinking god it's been a while since I went to yoga with whoever <laughs> <laughs> Where's or, the mat? Yeah. What have I done with that? Yeah, yeah. What have I done with that? Yeah, all my trainers are kind of propping up the door to the, you know, to the pantry. Um, then, uh, yeah, maybe it's part of the share the secret. This is all about keeping energised through challenges. Yeah. Who are some of those people that for you, you consider radiators? You just get energised when you're with them. You always have a good time together. Lots of people seem to be really wanting to have more fun in their life at the moment. Yes. So who makes you laugh? Who lifts you up? And uh, what could you do together that is like a, you know, a, a healthy, energising pursuit just uh, just because? Yeah, so, uh, just because. Share yeah. Get them to listen to this so they can put it down to continuous professional development. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Have you done that this month, Tick? Exactly. Yeah. Done. <laughs> we'll send you a certificate if you want. You can totally make up something that you've achieved your self-care course. So, yeah, we'll make it look like it's been a proper course you've been on. And, yeah, go and do something fun. So that would yes. be my share the secret. Yeah, definitely. I think that bit around, you know, the play and fun element is so important. And for me, the other thing I think is really, really important that um which will be my call to action, um, you know, gratitude for me is the highest level of energy. You know, so if we can 
be grateful. Take some time either in the morning or during the day or at the end of your day um, just to write down 10 reasons maybe why you're grateful um, for what's happened on that specific day um, because that can enable you to um, boost your energy again and just takes that moment in that moment to be present and mindful um, and it takes away all of the anxiety and worry because you know gratefulness as i always say is the anti- is is the antidote to anxiety and worry so i would say call to action is just take a moment and practice gratitude as you go through the day oh well dose well first off i'm very grateful for having this pocket of precious time with you each week so lovely yeah, it's it, lovely to to, it's so cool yeah, yeah. to ca- catch up with each other and yes. uh, you know and it's great to be able to hear from various people that we meet and greet how they're enjoying it as well it's just that kind of yes. chance to sort of catch up and sort of reflect and um yeah thinking about the next month so yeah what are we doing next month well, june is just around the corner Debs, i always <laughs> say to people you're attracted to content that you you know you need yourself so, yes that's true <laughs> you know i had a bit of a shifty expression on my face when we were planning what we we're going to do for this month which is all about the glorious world of time management yes uh, but we are dressing it up to call it balance and harmony but we are it's all around that wolf at the door time <laughs> getting ready yeah, yeah. So where this month's focus has been all about resilience. So what does yes. that mean in terms of developing personal resilience, team resilience together, embracing challenges and, uh, you know, looking after our energy through all of that. Next month's four-week focus is going to be all about the art of creating balance and harmony through our use of time, <laughs> which is the most... Uh, Precious resource, right? Yeah, and, and it's, the, it's the resource that is the equality, it's the leveller, isn't yes, it? Yes, no absolutely. Who you are, yeah. How much you earn, what level you are at within an organisation, whether you're working or not working, we all only have 24 hours a day so absolutely yeah. looking forward uh, to that one yeah uh, and uh, i've run out of shampoo devs <laughs> i haven't had time to go shopping <laughs> you have to find the time law what exactly. time are we doing it next week yeah, yeah exactly uh, whatever it is add on five ten minutes all right I'll, then i'll do that I'll rock up at some point uh no we're gonna be very disciplined of course so i'm really looking forward to that so um in the meantime have a fabulous energizing week you may too, your obstacles Lord. be small <laughs> uh, let's hope so yours too <laughs> and your joy be big. Hey, um, yeah, I like that. All right, lovely. <laughs> That's a new tattoo for you. That is, I'm going to get that one now. <laughs> I've, got, I've got a very small pair of obstacles. Uh, <laughs> Brilliant. Oh, I'll right, see so. you next week. Love you lots, Love you. <laughs> Bye. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. We'd love to hear from you. Email us at secretsfromacoach at aol.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook. And if you're a Spotify listener, give us a rating as it makes it easier for us to share the secret with others. 